0: And welcome to episode twenty-six of Utopia to Me, with me, your host Chris Locke. And uh, it is uh, this is a great episode. You guys should be excited. I don't know where you are right now, or what you're doing, or who you're with. Um, but if you are with someone, look to your right, and now look to your left. At the end of this university year, one of those people is not going to be here anymore. Uh, yeah. Or if you're not even in university and you're just in a lineup at like a Starbucks or something, one of those people is going to be dead by the end of this year, 2015. Mark my words. It's a, I'm also a fortune teller. But this episode, I am very excited because it's uh, David Hetty is my guest. And if you've seen him do stand-up, you know that he has a very dark, twisted sense of humor, but he's also very clever and a smart writer. And that... Definitely comes through, comes across in this podcast, and I really enjoyed this one. I have to admit, we had a lot of fun talking about uh, his uh, unique ideas, and there's a lot of stuff that's uh, we go over that hasn't been talked about on this podcast yet, so I really think you guys are going to enjoy it. But before we get started, um, take a look to your left and take a look to your right, and no matter where you are, just hug that person really tight and whisper in their ear and say... I'm sorry for what's going to happen to you soon. And then get back to listening to this on your headphones. This is Utopia to Me, episode 26. David Hetty, Enjoy. Bulbous. Do you remember, uh, did you ever get into Captain Beefheart? No. Mm. Is it Beefheart or Bee? Beefheart. Beefheart, no, clearly no. Were you super jazz all the time? Because I know you love jazz. Yeah, pretty pretty much. Ever since you were a kid? I started playing the sax in grade three. Oh, is that why you carry a sax with you all the time?
1: That's part of why I ta- trail it behind you with, <laughs> with, with a string.
0: Yeah. Like a slug's trail.
1: Actually, I met this adult with uh, mittens tied to his winter coat this um, this winter.
0: Really? Yeah, like going through the sleeves. Oh, no. He was like 25. Oh, no. Yeah. Where? Like in a bar?
1: I shouldn't say this. In my in my class, in my, Like, he was like... What
0: class are you taking? No, I was...
1: Oh, the course I was teaching something. Oh. And I shouldn't be... I'm not belittling someone, like a student. No, it's interesting. It's just a point of interest. Right. But it was someone (laughs) in class, and I was like, I didn't know... You know, what kind of
0: joke do you make to someone like this? Yeah. Because on the opening, on the first day, he walks in. Yeah. Oh, you don't want to lose your mitts, and then he just starts crying forever? (laughs) Yeah, well, (laughs) there were some tense moments, actually. There was can i say something yeah there's this one time you can say anything actually it's
1: a, actually it's the same guy he's a lovely guy we're all friends now i believe you know but we people had to get had to give presentations so It was like a comedy writing thing yeah and then so he went up and he did his thing and he clearly like hadn't put anything down to paper and he was riffing the whole time and i just was so flustered and i was like oh, i was like you gotta i was like you gotta work harder you gotta like do the editing you gotta go back and over like this takes work and after my whole thing he's like he looked at me and he said uh he said you sound like my dad
0: well okay what's the class for comedy writing yeah and so yeah that is a weird uh thing to bring up in a class i wouldn't want someone to tell me and my oh i wouldn't
1: want i i wouldn't feel good if i were to tell my teacher that they were sort of scolding me or telling me what to do differently as my father does
0: yeah because <laughs> then it's like is it you or is it your father well, <laughs> you know,
1: because also your parents are the ones who can get at you the
0: deepest. Yeah, but then they're oh, also pro- right, I see what you're saying. But then they're probably also on point. So he was like super vulnerable. Yeah, because he was a lo- He was saying that hey, you can push my buttons just as well as my dad. Yeah, and I felt like <laughs> I should. It's not my place to get so intimate. With, yeah, with him. I feel like this is um, we've already got off to a good start, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Your guest for episode. Uh, what is this episode twenty six? I believe. Oh, yeah, David Hetty, stand-up comedian, traveling Wilbury. Because hmm. you're about to travel, so I just called you a traveling Wilbury. Yeah. And do you still play the saxophone? I was joking about you dragging I don't it around. Sadly, I had to don't? I had to fix the keys, the keypads,
1: and but it's too costly.
0: But so yeah, I can see that. So you teach a class too about how to write comedy, mm-hmm. like comedy stand-up. No, it's across the board. We looked. Oh, at yeah. We looked at like the like some some plays. We looked, What's like, it
1: called? Uh, I don't, I'm not a fan of the name. It's called comedy writing. Are you joking? Yeah, I
0: I can't you remember. do it in Montreal. Is that what you're doing just now in Montreal? Yeah,
1: exactly. Oh, okay.
0: And I didn't know that. It ended, and then you I you don't promote it. it online. I do promote it on.
1: I mean, I, a little <laughs> bit. I don't oh. like a little. I did it twice. I did it twice.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's cool. But not very much. And now you're like going on a huge you're about to embark on a huge journey
1: yeah i was supposed to book all these shows and then slowly all these comics i'd book shows with and they, they like bailed <laughs> yeah i was supposed to do one show with, like one week with a comic in washington state one week yeah. with, one week with in oregon and then what happened is this one comic he's like look he's like i can't do with you because i got to open for patent oh and I was like, okay. It's like, that's, yeah, I, that totally, like, I can't, you know,
0: do it. Who was it. it? Like Derek Sheen or something? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know Derek? Yeah. Okay. Hi, Derek. You will probably do this <laughs> podcast one day if I'm back out there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So now it's just like bumming around, seeing friends.
0: I've seen Derek promoting online a lot that he's opening for Patton these days. That's okay. why I, like, there you go. He's a good guy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess I would unfortunately choose Patton as well. You can understand. I, I, so now I you're throwing it. all these shows together on your own. No, I I stopped putting the shows together. Oh, I got tired.
1: I don't know. I got there was like a certain point where I made a chart of like dates and cities and locations and distances and all these things. I was really organized, mm-hmm. and then I hit like a two week period where I just didn't, I couldn't email people, and so it fell off because of the class. No, just because of like my own my own
0: like nerves, anxieties. You know. So do you? That's part of your act, is sort of you've come across as nervous, right? Mm-hmm. Is it, are you even, is it really bad? Like your nerves, or your anxiety? Or do you think, I always wondered that when I watch your stand up, like did you access it more for your writing? Sorry, Bernadette's on the couch. Is she, if she's bothering you, get down. Um. But like, did it almost like, by accessing it for your writing, did it make it even more heightened in your real life? Or have you always sort of been, like, a a bit nervous like that? It, I don't think that... Does that make sense? It makes me more an- anxious in real life at all. But you no. know how sometimes when you, like, delve into, like, a small part of your... You're mining an area of yourself for laughs. All of a sudden it becomes heightened and it almost becomes more of a characteristic about you out, off the stage, too? This happens to you? I feel like I might have... Uh, by opening Pandora's box about how much I love food made me eat more food. Right, right, right. <laughs> to, to say it in like a broader sense.
1: I don't, yeah. I honestly don't feel that way. I think okay. that it's simply exaggerating one aspect of myself, which I think mm-hmm. is comedically interesting or relevant or
0: funny. Right, but sometimes when we do hang out, which is not that often, but when we do bump into each other and chat, you mentioned being anxious about stuff a lot okay that's true
1: that's true i don't yeah,
0: know. yeah maybe i don't know I'm not aware of it getting worse though because of comedy okay so it's, it's just like one and the same it all work together
1: yeah probably the fo- the fo- like the foci the, you know they're different I'm yeah anxious about i don't know what else what i was i for different reasons i don't know you're always anxious about what you're doing hopefully yeah not hopefully but probably
0: right yeah
1: it makes you work better right I if think you're it makes freaking it, out of it. You think so? I just told you that I stopped doing anything. I stopped doing everything because of the anxiety. Maybe work. St- oh,
0: stop. but maybe it wasn't anxiety. Oh, yeah. I guess it, you're right because it was anxiety directed at the tour, and you stopped. Yeah. Well, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> it's because I don't. know, My friend asked me. For that. me, I do think it makes me work better because then it's like, oh, I will feel better once I've accomplished certain things. But that, and you, you're
1: able to like just remove yourself in the moment and think that sort of like constructively.
0: Well, in the sense of shows and performance, yeah, because I'd rather do the shows than like not. You know what I mean? I know. The idea was to like have a vacation, like
1: a paid vacation, to mm-hmm. shows, like and have all the logistics done. But a lot of things came up in the way. Like I was busy doing all these other projects that were pushed back. Like uh, oh yeah, like this visa thing we talked about. Uh, oh yeah, and the course. So everything just kind of snowballed. But that's what kind of life is really i think like things fail-
0: failing your plans failing yeah and if you're an american that ever listening to this you have to understand canadian comics the work visa process is hell on earth for it's, various reasons
1: it's it's it just takes a long time it takes so much meticulousness and like photocopying and and mailing in and, uh, no, I didn't, I don't think it's hell on earth. I think everyone has a
0: different though. I, it's hell on earth for me. Cause I just hate any kind of beer, bureau, bureaucratic like processes make me dizzy. Are you doing it? Are you doing it? Yeah, I'm working on it. Yeah. I need to get some more letters. Okay. If you're listening out there, <laughs> <laughs> there's some people I'm waiting for letters. Yeah. I know there was someone who was supposed to write me a letter and they promised me like
1: like four months earlier and never got around to it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I got right. some right away, which was very nice. And then it's been like months of me just like being like, should I bug them again? But I'm going to L.A. soon as well. Because yeah. you are ended up ending up in L.A. indefinitely, you were saying, right? No, I'm going to go to New York indefinitely. If oh, everything, yeah, New if York Everything York. pans out. Awesome. Yeah. So you're more of a New Yorkie guy. Totally. Yeah, I could see that. Um, okay. So stand up. This tour might come together. <gasps> Sorry. Did she did bite me? you? Yeah. It's a friendly, right? Yeah, it's okay. Sorry, Bernadette's friendly. So, okay. Uh, Let's ramp this up. I feel like uh, I'm uh, really tired from the night before. And uh, you made it all the way here. Rideshare. And I don't want to waste your time. (laughs) Uh, I was coming anyway. No, it's good. Yeah. So do you think that the West Coast will work out a bit? You got some stuff. Yeah. I know I have I have some shows booked. You know I did Joey Devine's show uh, like in uh, Oakland like a couple weeks after you'd just been there. Really? Yeah, I showed up um last May. And he was like, Do you know David Hetty? He was just here. And I said, Yes, I do. <laughs> He's a and, sweet guy. Yeah, very nice guy. Uh so hey Joey. Hey Derek. <laughs> you're our American friend. Yeah, that was a great anyway, who is it worth talking about
1: weird rooms? It was a nice room. I thought the I thought the bar was very it. nice. Yeah, let me put my bags down and and sit there yeah. quietly for a couple of hours.
0: Yeah, so. it was. They put me on last, and then uh, I realized once all these comics were going up, doing their set, and then splitting, I was like, "Oh, I see." <laughs> yeah, and then I went on last, and everyone was if the, yeah. Anyways, it was a good show though. Joey was awesome, but yeah, during my set, these party girls came in and started shaking uh, martinis like at the uh-huh. bar the whole time. <laughs> so I just like did some you know make fun of james vaughn style like shitty james vaughn riffs you know okay but yeah nice room oakland's scary though
1: uh it's very warm it's much warmer than than san francisco
0: yeah warmth is always friendly they have nice little dive bars some of the buildings just look robocopy to me i don't know that's fair that's true i did I i did a show at a in a comic book
1: store there oh really yeah people were playing sort of making puzzles beforehand yeah and there was free pizza Oh, really? All the, all the important factors. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Okay. In Oakland. Yeah, let me know if you go back.
1: and yeah, Whatever.
0: Yeah. Comic books and pizza. I love <laughs> it. Um, yeah, so you're... Okay, so the West Coast, you're going to do it no matter what. Going to cruise, meet people, tell jokes, then end up in New York indefinitely. hmm And um, your album is out too, right?
1: Yeah, that's actually... It's being re-released right now. Oh, really? Yeah, it's being repacked. There's going to be... Photo, like album art. Yeah. And, uh, yeah.
0: Is it a professional, like, uh, company? Stand Up Records. Have you heard of them? Stand Up Records. They, um,
1: they're like this, they're like kind of the biggest indie label in the U.S. Oh, cool. And they've put out, like, Maria Bamford and Stan Hope and yeah. Intel and, like, I don't know who else, like, Bur- Hannibal Burroughs, like, all these guys. Oh, amazing. Yeah.
0: Well, there you go. And then they'll help promote it for you. Yep. Nice. Yeah, mine's independent, so it's all, you know, like, pushing it myself which is kind of embarrassing
1: i know i always thought i always thought, i always felt like one of those rappers on the street and it's like it's like I hey, know. do you like oh you know here's a mixtape do you guys like hip-hop or? yeah you know you like uh, conscious hip-hop <laughs> right and you're like this is not conscious no i know but all you have to do is put it out there send it to the right people and then it gets picked up possibly
0: yeah well i like that yeah i like doing stuff independently but all right this is about you so you're gonna go to new york you're gonna have a new album by Stand Up Records out. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Are you excited? I'm. Um, I'm just.
1: I'm just nervous of being homeless right now on the West Coast. I don't know where I'm sleeping in Los Angeles right now. Oh yeah. And I go tomorrow.
0: Yeah. So, There's so many
1: Canadians out there.
0: I know. And also, it's warm. You can sleep on Venice Beach and get killed. I guess. I don't think it's. it's I don't think it's that warm. Is it warm enough to be outside? I don't know. I'll find out next week. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll find a place to sleep. I only, I I won't, I don't take up much space. So
0: Yeah. Well, try good luck. Your utopian world is not sleeping on Venice Beach when it's cold. Definitely not. But you said you had some uh, of your own ideas already. Mm-hmm. You're excited. Yeah. Oh, you wrote them down and everything? Yeah, I was in the ride share. I had on a broken phone? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can you describe what the ride share is like? Just for the people. Like, ride share, do you guys... Yeah, does everyone know what that is or is it just well, Toronto centric? There's a huge there's a huge sort of uh, unregulated
1: probably illegal like little you know series of businesses run between Montreal Toronto yeah. where rides are offered every day back and forth in these sort of minivans. And it's 30 bucks, 40 yeah. bucks if you have a big bag and then and the whole way of listening to like t- terrible, I don't know, Chinese pop music. Yeah, and I don't like I don't like the sound of the Chinese language. I don't th- I don't think that's a racist thing to say. I know people don't take kindly to those things, but if I don't like certain like types of food, does not mean I like the people? Well,
0: no one can make you force you to like sounds. It's aesthetic. <laughs> I guess it's kind of. Sometimes it sounds a little aggressive. It's not. It's so. It's for. It's literally. <laughs> now I'm scared of. I'm being <laughs> racist. He said our language is aggressive. <laughs> you know. And then, okay, so it's all, it's a Chinese family. No, just like a man. Just a man. It's like oh, a business everybody. Oh, right, right. And then he would be on speakerphone the entire time, again, in, in Chinese. It's weird because it's independent, so there's no rules regulating, like,
1: customer service. Oh, no, I, like, signed up and they haven't arrived before? hmm And they just leave it, through, you're staying at the corner for, like, two hours? Or however long until you, get, you go to the Megabus? And
0: is that really cheaper than, like, the Megabus? Way cheaper. Yeah. How much can I ask? 30 bucks. Yeah, that's really good. But you can get like 30 bucks mega bus in advance. Oh, if I don't, you know.
1: I don't book in advance. You never know. It's day, it's day before, day of, day yeah. before. And also, another time, one time, the wheel almost fell off one of those vans. Not the tire, the wheel. Oh, my God. Yeah. And so we had to pull off. Like, don't do it anymore. But the last time I flew back, and the last time it was a train, last time everything's different. You have to. I don't know. I'm here. I'm here. Things yeah. Okay. I'm glad
0: you're here. I'm glad you're alive. And so while you're stuck in this van where the man was speaking loud Chinese on speakerphone and mm-hmm. playing Chinese pop music, like you said, right? Mm-hmm. You were writing down your perfect utopian kind of ideas, and I'm sure he's not in there. You know what? That's true. That's true. <laughs> and it's actually more. It's actually more a list
1: of things I don't like. Like a world of things. I want to take things out of the world more than put things into the world. Yeah. Okay, because that's how I think. I don't. I know what I don't like. Yeah, it's simpler.
0: Okay, let's go. All right. Oops, these just jokes. I feel like in the beginning, oh, the, no, uh, I just deleted them all. You did? <laughs> no way. Is this
1: true? No
0: way. This can't be. You true. can remember, right? Here it is. Okay. You want to? Well, I just one? want to say one thing. In the beginning, I think I got I confused you off the top about asking if like you writing about your neuroses heightened it. Hmm. And then it got like, we didn't explain that well enough. But I do want to say before we start, how would you describe your stand-up? Because it's sort of not you. Okay. But it comes from you, right? Like, you sure. like you like shocking people. So the the shocking stuff is not true, necessarily. But your performance is you. Does that make sense? How would you describe it? I mean I'm not like cuz now we're going to sell albums. We're going to sell your this new album. Okay. I'm not like necessarily
1: <laughs> going around molesting ki- children, you know, in my actual life. Right. But you yeah, you have a few jokes about that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that perhaps like question like 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 letting people forcing people to question how they think about those issues like through stand up, that's something I like doing in my regular life as well right and i think like the comedic forum where truth is somehow something that means something different like you don't know when people are being serious or not yeah you're better able to raise doubt and cause self-doubt in others there than anywhere else
0: okay so sound fun guys (laughs) 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 no i'm just kidding i enjoy watching you perform Thanks. so i just anyway, yeah i think
1: I just great comic so
0: oh thank you well thank you very much but yeah i just wanted to wrap it up before we got into the utopia so people know <laughs> i feel like a lot of people will come to this because they already know who you are and they want to hear you talk anyways but so. just in case but can you know,
1: can I want to one East. thing yeah. last time
0: i saw you it was you and daryl or yeah at the yuck yucks club right yeah which yeah.
1: yeah anyway yeah yeah but Daryl is constantly talking on stage about how he is, feels unattractive or he, or he is unattractive and he's short and he's bald and his glasses and all these things. Right. And you were saying earlier that you, you know, you're, you're the Pandora's box of food. Right. That's a, that's a, that's a big, that's a theme throughout your set. Yeah. And I always, w- and I never think of myself as having that same sort of thing, like that one thing. But the way you describe it now makes me question as to whether it is anxiety, but I never thought of that before.
0: Well, maybe, um, you know, you're talking about, you always are ribbing dark subjects. But, uh, so maybe you are wrestling them, like, wrestling with the idea that they're present for yourself. Like, you you just said, mentioned now that you like to put that on the audience to see how they think about it in a comical aspect. But maybe it's relieving for you to joke about it because you're yeah you're dealing with that kind of stuff all the time. You have to input all the news and all the gross shit of the world too, yeah, that's probably for actually maybe fair. darkness is your thing, <laughs> but I don't think food is necessarily my thing, but I reference it a lot, and it becomes about other stuff, but there's food there, yeah, no, I don't think you're like that's all you do by any means that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. not what i want I want to come across, but I think yeah, there is a lot of molestation in your jokes. <laughs> yeah but it's fine but but there's yeah there's a lot of right you're gonna say there's a lot of molestation in the world right no i was gonna say that but hopefully as the Uh, years progress
1: the advance there's the 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 more and more sophisticated molestation jokes
0: molestation food
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh statutory holidays you know why 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 monday why monday yeah exactly
0: (laughs) okay cool i think we wrapped up some nice uh that was yeah (laughs) oh my god we went way longer than i wanted just talking about the comedy stuff okay so let's go you have some ideas and you found it on your broken cracked uh iphone screen there first one yeah no choice
1: no choice yeah actually this plays into what we've been discussing because i think it'd be lovely to live in a world where you don't have to make decisions where you're incapable of making decisions
0: oh wow that's huge that's sort of like a, a paradise right there is it? Oh, well, because you don't know, I guess, right? Because you don't know the opposite. What do you mean? We're, oh, I, we're always making choices. That's what I mean. But in your world, we don't even know that we don't have a choice. Oh, or, that's, that's even deeper than I thought. <laughs> don't
1: you don't <even>, <laughs> understand the difference between choice and not choice? Is that true?
0: Well, in your utopian world, if there's no choice, we just do one thing. Or we just we just do a regulated thing. Then is there a part of us like, you know, like Max in Brave New World or something where he's like, hey, wait a minute, I'm not happy.
1: I <laughs> I never thought to the degree that whether we understand the idea of choice, because if there is no choice, then how would we understand what choice is? Right. That's what I mean. I think that you would have to understand that there is choice because the happiness would come from knowing that we don't have to deal with it.
0: Yeah. Weird. <laughs> so yeah, it's like we need to know that we don't have a choice so that we're relaxed. But okay. that's a relaxing for you. But for some people, they would be stressed. Like I want to have a choice, and then life would be hell because they'd have no choice. Like people in prison. Prison. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> or,
1: like, uh, or like your favorite utopian world is a prison already. Or, or or iron lungs. Yeah.
0: Yeah. How do you enjoy that? You would enjoy that.
1: Well, not... No, 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 no. Because you also... You want to be... You want to be... You want to have no choice, but that but you also w- want to be free of,
0: like, physical pain. Right. Or discom- or even discomfort. So, no choice, no physical pain or discomfort. And there's no... Yeah. Is that a problem with you in your real life, too? Like, you walk around, and you're like, oh, should I do this? Or... Oh, I guess that's... Yes, totally. You're basically illustrating what happened with the West Coast tour. Yeah. And why do You're I like, know? I have to take this on on my own. I wish I had no choice. I wish... Derek helped me and I was just going (laughs) (laughs) or or to be told like
1: like for instance like even you know not being able to book a mega bus in advance that's making a choice you wait and wait and wait and and you put it off to the last moment and then you have to decide yeah like the nicest there's a
0: like so do you want someone controlling your life and your like they choose how you live and you're the one not making the choice
1: uh in a lot of ways, yeah. Like when I go on vacation. Like
0: a guide or like a leader? Like a leader. <laughs> like <laughs> I love that. No,
1: like I used to go on...
0: Uh, yeah. I need a... No one's ever come on this so far... <laughs> This is the 26th one. No one's come out and been like, straight up, I need a leader to tell me what to do. Yeah. Everyone's like way the opposite. I love it. Really? Yeah, most of the time.
1: No, like what I like doing, like I don't like booking shows. I don't like having to be in a certain place at a certain time. Yeah. I don't think it's coherent. Or, or like, consistent with what I said. But, like, basically, like, if I'm on vacation with someone, I like Mm -hmm. them to make all the decisions, say where we're going, when we're going.
0: They can look at the maps. I just want to be along for the ride. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. That's rare, in my opinion, which is a good thing. Okay. You're a rare guy. But, uh, so that's so you want someone to be in control. And, uh, yeah, choose what's going to, like, what's going to end up for you. But I, yeah. But I think it's nice to be able to veto things, right? Oh, okay. So you still have. Well, wouldn't that be a choice? It would be, but it's, you'd be like yes or no, right?
1: Well, yeah, but it's more like saying this is something I don't want. Like it's easier to know mm-hmm. what you don't want, I think, than to know what you do want, right? Well, I, I mean, when I say you, I mean me. You okay. Know? Yeah. Do
0: you agree with that? Um. Do I have to say yes or no right now? No, I don't want a choice. <laughs> i think that's so cool yes okay so leader basically directing you um in your life and every now and then they're like but they're like david can you veto this for me before we send you over here and you're like yes uh, right okay yeah
1: like an or like being stuck in a car like when a car breaks down that's a nice moment
0: yeah because
1: you can't do anything you have to sit there
0: Right. So do you think sometimes that – that's an interesting idea. So that sometimes our world is like um, there's too many options. We just turn into like like gabbering blobs sort of, like not doing much with all these options. And you like – so you like those rare moments, say, where like a car breaks down on the highway and you have no choice but to sit there because it's not – it's not related to the computer, the TV, a job, <laughs> friendship. Yeah. It's literally like being a thing stuck in a place.
1: Yeah. And you kind of come to realize that like things are passing you by. Mm-hmm. And but it's okay. But it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter.
0: It's very weirdly like zen, but then also still feels dark to me. <laughs> it it is. I think probably. Yeah. You don't want to deal with.
1: The, the human condition which is making choice
0: <laughs> yeah okay what else do you have there all right i like it what's next i like it there's good flavor <laughs> exes w- i just want to tell everyone too that uh david's wearing all black <laughs> this, is my, this is my one shirt this is my one sweater right now see as i wake up i know what i'm wearing yeah my favorite black sweater
1: <laughs> that's awesome exes would never find love but be happy
0: oh <laughs> that's nice of you but be happy. Like be happy, but <laughs> you'll never have this again. Well, it's a little revenge-y. Sure.
1: Yeah, it's not, I don't have to be a good person in this perfect world.
0: But wouldn't them not having love know that they're not experiencing full like happiness potential? Not everyone wants love. Well, <laughs> yeah, but you're saying they just don't get it anyways. No, they don't want it. Anymore. Do they have a choice?
1: They're happy with. They're happy with being alone. Yeah. Okay. Look, it could be more extreme.
0: Are there any other men in this world? <laughs> yes, or is it yes. just like all your ex-girlfriends looking no. at you date the next one? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. like, I'm happy. I had David for a bit. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? Just you dancing to jazz music with a girl while all these other sort of happy ladies looked at you guys. Just <laughs> having coffee on their own. <laughs> I actually don't even picture your utopian world in an environment. I picture it almost like in a circular <laughs> black room
1: <laughs> it's like it's like a beckett sort of sent, you know sent, sent me some scene or something
0: yeah exactly <laughs> it's just you and sad characters <laughs> pretending to be happy with, with dirt up to their necks <laughs> <laughs> that'd be amazing okay but this is your utopia so i'm not gonna but
1: you don't think people you think that's a you think that's not a normal feeling that's a really like hateful feeling
0: no i I uh, I'm happy about how honest it is. Okay. okay, and I like the I like the little revengey aspect. Okay, because them but, because but let's say the obvious, them finding love again would bother you a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 maybe in the perfect world you can you know
1: you can be a little a little more like a stronger individual. Yeah, if that were an option, then maybe the previous rule wouldn't have to be there. Yeah not a perfect not a perfect
0: utopia, Chris you know <laughs> it's your perfect utopia, right <laughs> uh, no mirrors, no mirrors hmm you don't like looking at yourself
1: i don't I think that we don't i think that'd be i think that we'd be happier if we didn't know what we looked like interesting,
0: yeah, we're the only animal that cares about what we look like what I think so well, I guess there's those birds. In the jungle that always have the pretty feathers and stuff. doesn't mean they care. <laughs> what?
1: doesn't mean they care. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know. Well, there you go. You're the one that went, what, and made me feel like I said the wrong thing. But I'm just saying you could...
1: I mean, I'm, just because that's not a good good evidence for them necessarily caring in my estimation doesn't mean there are other animals. Aren't there other, other animals? Don't dogs care how to... I don't know. <laughs>
0: Let's, yeah. No, I don't no, know. No, but I mean, I don't think so. You know, I think, like, there's a natural, innate uh, thing in animals... Like a behavior in animals to attract the opposite sex, right? But but there's not the innate nature in other animals to look in the mirror nonstop and admire themselves, right? That's what I mean, right? And animals, like, yeah, that's true.
1: I mean, I guess animals do like puff themselves
0: up, which I'm much... not. I'm not bragging that that's a good aspect about the <laughs>
1: human beings. But don't you think like even walking down, you know, like Queen Street or something, and there are all these storefronts displaying all their clothing. Yeah. It doesn't make you feel good.
0: No, I, I really like this uh, idea of yours, actually. I agree with it, like, totally. Okay. That stuff was <laughs> really interesting to me. I find, like, yeah, I think um, um, it's hilarious. I was listening to this guy talk the other day, and he mentioned about how, like, in the sea, you never see, like, uh, a seashell... Uh, like look at another seashell and be like oh my god she's fat look at her you know what i mean and it was a pretty abstract uh example but it's true still and if we're all one with the world then why are we the ones that judge everybody all the time by what they look like right well because we can intellectualize things but also whatever maybe we'd get
1: together though and then describe we collectively describe individuals for for them
0: interesting so no mirrors but we meet up and we're like tell me honestly what the fuck do i look like yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: maybe we we're more sort of vulnerable can to we other, see our, to our
0: reflections in each other's eyes
1: <sighs> can, can we not see our reflections in <laughs> <the> other's eyes?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: can we not <laughs> yeah only only in the eyes
0: of the ones you love and and, and who love you Except for when the love is over. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> then you're happy, but you can't see me in your... Like, you can't see yourself in my eyes anymore. That's how you know the person... It's like, do you still love me? And then in your utopian world, the woman's like, do you still love me? And you're like, yes, of course I do. But she's like, I can't see myself in your eyes. And you're like, okay, it's over.
1: Right. But the person couldn't answer the question because I would tell making a choice, kind of.
0: Right? Wait, you wouldn't be able to answer the question? Well...
1: The per the the, the person being asked the question would have to decide whether or not to answer whether they love you. Like how to answer whether they love you.
0: Right. You wouldn't be able to lie.
1: Probably not.
0: I guess that's part of the choice. Yeah. Let's say no lying. So you'd say or they'd be like, Do you love me? And then you just look at your leader (laughs) and they go, they shake their head, No man. And you're like, My leader says no, I don't.
1: (laughs) This is this is turning out to be like like, just like this great stratification of, like, you know, the philosopher kings and, like, the plebes.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. But you're choosing to be a plebe. Yeah. Isn't that insane?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> I think
0: it's cool. I'm really excited. another one? Yeah. What, hit me.
1: Everyone gets a sailboat. What? There's no choice. To,
0: no, yeah. Like, we've just <laughs> dug ourselves out of the bleakest... The hell world <laughs> That I felt like We were in like This weird play By Sartre And now we're going Sailing Yeah I love it In sunny blue skies Like Yeah nice skies Good skies b- Beautiful blue water Nice wind Nice waves mm-hmm.
1: Amazing yeah. What consistent, kind of sailboat consistent. Like an old
0: laser You can have It
1: has <laughs> to be something Where you're really like It's just you and the wind And the water Like there's no yeah. motors Oh I know mean, yeah, That's lasers. like a little laser yeah, The yeah, classics
0: sure. Yeah Oh I love it no mirrors. You don't care what you look like. Just the wind in your hair sailing around. Yeah. This world is actually really uh, growing <laughs> on me. <laughs> okay. It's good sitting... Okay. Everyone gets a sailboat and, yeah, they're happy no matter what.
1: No terrible suits for the over 12
0: set? I feel like... You know not hear something funny? I feel like the wind that is blowing the sails... Are each individual's leaders, <laughs> <laughs> like there are these giant head clouds that are like, you know,
1: that seems too cartoony. It seem I don't understand how I don't understand the science behind that really, like the ontology of how are their heads there hanging there?
0: Because I feel like if you're not making a choice, your leader could possibly be like this omnipotent sort of cre- like being. That's true. But it doesn't have to be. That was my idea. Okay. These are about your ideas. I don't want that idea. I don't want want to, in there. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want it. The leader's just a guy in a suit that stands beside
1: you. Is he in the sailboat with you? Kind of counsel. Kind of counsel. No, they set you off. They set you off and you know the course. Yeah. Maybe
0: they tell you the course before you get out there. So some, so the girl you like, you go up to her and you go, hey, I'm going sailing this weekend without my leader. You want to come? <laughs>
1: <laughs> then you have to get laser too, though, I think.
0: Yeah. That's fine.
1: Yeah. Leader says play around. That's the direction, Just play around. There's no real decision making.
0: Right. So sailboat. I love that. Did you grow up sailing?
1: I sailed, yeah. When not playing the saxophone.
0: Yeah. Do you still do it? No. Both is best. Oh yeah. A saxophone on a sailboat?
1: That's yeah. the goal of stand up. Yeah. To get to the point <laughs> where you return back to revert back to your your youthful sort of, you know,
0: pastimes. It's kind of true. Totally. It seems. The more comfortable you get with yourself as a stand-up, the more you weirdly regress into pure joy. Well, I remember you said in some some interview that all you want to do is eat pizza. Yeah, well, that's not true anymore. But when was that? Was the vice, was
1: the vice interview with Jordan? Oh <laughs> well, yeah, maybe. But I think you said something like that's what you want to do. Like that's what you not. I mean, like that's part of here. Actually, actually, another thing is that you don't get hungry. Um, no, no, you don't that, get full when you eat. That's good. So you can have like the same joy of the first meal of the day over and over.
0: Yeah. I'm a lot better with my eating habits these days, but I still am addicted to certain foods. Every now and then I get a craving for one of those things that just blasts you to death. Okay. Like a, like a Indian roti, or I don't really do pizza that much anymore, which is kind of shocking for people that have heard my (laughs) (laughs) stand-up but i still will every now and then and it's true you're out after that you can't freaking move that's why i can't do it anymore what
1: i'm saying is if you could you would eat pizza all the time i mean like what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like i understand like wanting to do that all the time and not suffer the consequences yeah and i think that's really what comics like doing i think what the comics lifestyle is really is about not making real choices right because we're not involved in a serious world
0: well, no. But that's yeah, I, I that do you, do you ever find this? This is a little bit of a tangent from this, but it reminded <laughs> me of it. Comics, you're right, aren't really involved in the serious world. They're sort of sit outside as like these objective like jesters. Yeah. For the most part. And that's how they deal with the world. Um that's their thing. But do you kind of does it bug you how like especially on like Facebook or something like that, especially, but in real life too? <laughs> certain circumstances all of a sudden these constant objective gestures become like instant maudlin like at the drop of a hat like when like when like what like for like what? a celeb dies or something or <sighs> like i find that's such a peculiar uh aspect of comedians it's all like fostering. everything's jokes until it's like oh my god guys <laughs> like i have to tell you uh, you know I remember watching Mrs. Doubtfire with my grandma, and uh, you know Robin Williams meant everything to us in that moment. You are like, what the hell?
1: Yeah, I mean, when Robin. <laughs> that's people wanting to align themselves with celebrity and co- in comic celebrity.
0: Good point.
1: I yeah, like you I think told- people
0: are trying to align themselves with Spock right now. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's sad that like okay, the real person. Yeah. it's sad that real people die. Okay. <laughs> But then people are saying, oh, my God, Spock. I love Spock. That's <laughs> right. so weird. Why did not you say this on Facebook? Did you? No, because, well, I did make, I made more abstract jokes. I said R.I.P. Scott. What? Because <laughs> <Like>, <laughs> it sounds like Spock. Oh, okay. And I said Spork. I don't know. Because it's like, it really bugs me when, yeah, people try to own this celebrity deaths and make it about themselves. And I see that all the time, even with people we know and like, <laughs> you know, does that do, you, what do you think about that? I think that I really like your idea of them. It's a weird unconscious way of them trying to align themselves with celebrity. Totally. Sh-
1: putting photos of themselves. Who cares if, who cares if we have a photo with like someone who's someone who died? Yeah. That's not about the person who died. That's about you. I know. It's embarrassing. It's all about, and I had no social media also on my perfect world, by the way. Awesome. Anyway, but, um, I think that... Yeah,
0: we don't even have to dwell on that. We all <laughs> just agree why that would be better.
1: I don't, so unless this is, you know, this has like a sort of, some sort of like, you know, this is on cable, this podcast, otherwise it's, you know, no one's hearing it. That's a problem. That's a problem.
0: I promote myself on social media every day. And like, it, in to a sense, in a sense, I get addicted to constantly checking to see if my self-promotion is working for like shows or this podcast even, yeah. or whatever hot thing I'm trying to promote at the time. And I hate that about myself, and I don't fully trust that my career will keep moving forward if I don't promote online. Really? Yeah. I think that I will be a stand-up, and people will come and see me, and I can tour and blah, blah, blah without it. But it's it's created this world where I'm nervous, like, if I'm not promoting myself. Yeah. Do you ever feel that? I
1: don't have Twitter on my phone. I, have, I haven't put stuff. I, tried, I tried, do my best to stay off of it. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily so intelligent, like in terms of moving ahead and stand up. But I'd rather be.
0: But you've made the choice.
1: I go on and off very much. I'd rather. I kind of. I want to find a way to live a life that doesn't demand my hat like that. That occupying my consciousness. Yeah, this I don't find anyway all the social media conversation right okay but no it's good i don't find i don't find twitter jokes compelling i don't find them funny i find them they lack nuance and context right and and my mind is richer than that hopefully it should i hope to return to you know
0: my pre-internet state Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Internet-testing. Okay, so then let's... That's good. I'm glad we took that tangent because I needed to talk about that stuff. Because Leonard Nimoy just died and it got crazy on the internet. Um, Um, Yeah, I think some tweets and stuff make people laugh. But it's a different world. It's not like your stand-up. No, and I don't want people laughing on Twitter anyway.
1: (laughs) I want people to get off social. I want people to, to like go back to state of nature and like yeah. run
0: around. Well, if I had my druthers, uh-huh. me too. But that's not the world we live in right now. But you contribute to the world you don't want to live in. On a podcast, we just about your utopia. So I should. Well, it's not about my utopia.
1: About okay.
0: But yeah, I think yeah. So I was just thinking about this the other day, actually. Well, last night, um, we were at a party and it was very very nice, like dinner party. Mm-hmm. Lots of red wine. You know, very nice. And um, someone passed something around the table. Oh, no. A little kid. <laughs> no, it wasn't a little kid. Get your mind out of your <laughs> joke book. <laughs> but, yeah, it was, you know, we were feeling very good. Good state. Great conversation. Big laughs. Very nice. Nice dinner. But there's a part of me in my mind that thought, what, like, because I've, I've always really loved how the barbarians ran, started ransacking Rome right. at the end. And I always wonder, like, what if the barb and I guess terrorism right now is like our version of the barbarians barking at like yeah barking at the walls or whatever the Charlie Hebdo stuff? Oh yeah, literally barbarians in my estimation. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's insane what they did. But there's still a a connection to to the like that there's a history to those people. Like it's really weird. Which I'm sure there was to the Huns, but we just don't know it as rich as like. What do you mean? Um, first off, my, my background's
1: Hungarian. Okay, so nothing so nothing <laughs> but like we don't know
0: the back we don't know the backgrounds of who the barbarians well not really not the ancient barbarians that really weren't things like germanic tribes yeah like i guess <laughs> <laughs> but uh but we also don't we do, we weren't around the campfire listening to their weird like dirty teeth rapey idealisms right okay okay that's but what i mean but so anyways just sitting at the party is like What would we do if the barbarians smashed in right now? Would we be so comfy in our, like, soft world? Like, we'd just laugh and get slaughtered? Probably, right? Because we don't understand that. You mean the people, the actual people sitting around that one table passing this thing around? (laughs) Well, it's not just about passing the thing around. I just meant, like, we smoked a bit, drank a bit, and we were just hanging out laughing. But... And I don't want those people to get killed by barbarians. Okay. It was more thought of like any... I do that a lot, actually. I'm in a pleasant, decadent situation like in this world that we're in now. I wonder, what happens if the barbarians smash through right now? Do you ever get that? No. I. No. You mean like would you fend them off? There's, well, because sometimes you're like, oh, like the world that we've evolved to now with all this internet and all this... Like oh. I would love to resort back to nature and being one with everything and sort of, like, maybe, like, small villages, barter system, that kind of ideal lifestyle, right. which maybe never really existed, <laughs> but we th- like to think it did. I think it existed. But barbarians would be around, and they would go- come after us. I
1: know, but not every single person had to fight them off. I mean, I think they had to be capable. Like, you know, they're militias and things like this. They had a gun, maybe at home, or a, bu- a club or something. Yeah. But they had sort of city walls, and they had people... They had tough guys. jobs. Yeah, their jobs were strong to men. Put away the barbarians, probably.
0: <laughs> can you put away the barbarians, please? We're having <laughs> company. <laughs> okay, it's coming. Interesting. I like talking to you today. You've just, cracked you... open some thoughts that I've been thinking about lately. No,
1: I like the way you bring up stuff. You oh. conversation well. I feel.
0: Oh, thank you very much. Great. Well. Um, okay. So no, in your utopian world, no social media. So let's say we did sort of get back to more nature-y. Do you have more ideas along that aspect? Yeah, I do totally. Okay, cool. We decide on cultural
1: and moral relativism. We make a choice once and for all.
0: Once and for all. It's so finite your uh, ideas. How do I what do you mean finite? Um once and for all. Oh, right. They don't give uh, <laughs> they, don't, <laughs> they don't give the people uh, lee- leeway for all is infinite. But some people don't are insecure, so they're like, "Yes, I do agree," because they don't want to be contrary, and now they're stuck in this situation. Well, you don't care about these, no, but those. No, we all agree. Colle- it's a
1: collective. We agree as to yeah. whether values are relative or not.
0: But there's still some guys that are probably agreeing just so they will get laid.
1: <laughs> everyone's doing everything for that reason. So that's the... <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's, all, that's the big agreement. Let's all just agree how the easiest way for us to get laid and be happy is.
1: Even the animals not looking at themselves in the mirrors. That's what they're doing. That's, that's their way of going about it.
0: <laughs> that's so funny. They are looking at the... Ref- well, doggies are looking at the reflections in the pond, apparently. Right? In the river. Right. That's so funny. Okay. So that's it. You all collectively agree once and for all. The planet is almost like a big happy commune to a degree. Where you've made your choices, right. and now you live in that direction. Right. And you have sailboats ready to go.
1: <laughs> that's <laughs> how about, that's what you do when the barbarians come. You just hit the water for like 20 minutes, and then you go back.
0: <laughs> yeah, they get exhausted, <laughs> smashing your shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ah, this is one of my favorite episodes, I wow. have to admit. Cool. Okay, you know what else I was going to say? Right. Is how many people then? Mm-hmm. Like, what's the population like?
1: I think we go back to... Like Cold War population. Okay. It seemed like people weren't worried about overpopulation then.
0: Like just before baby boomers?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like let's say early fifties. Yeah. Everyone has their own little
0: like our grandparents' generation.
1: Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. Like like you can have a place in the suburbs, you know, like you know you're leave it to beaver, like two car driveway. Yeah. Yeah. No one's living in attached homes. Right. Play. You do what you want with your sound, your, the space around you?
0: You know what? I got to be honest. <laughs> L- last night when Kathleen and I came home and we were still in the state, so you know where we are now. Maybe the people listening don't, but we're on the main floor of a house. That's what Kathleen and I rent. And below us is neighbors mm-hmm. and above us is neighbors. And both are kind of loud sometimes, uh-huh. right? So sitting there in the bed, like waiting to go to sleep i hear both and i'm like you know what this is fucking weird you know like super real lives are happening right behind walls right. so close to us in the same house you don't think about that that much in the city when you rent because you just rent and then you live on <laughs> with your life but that's pretty weird it's too intimate yeah oh yeah you can hear weird things like i think I think someone in this house is going to die soon. How long have you been living here for? <laughs> Over three years. Okay, that's nice. Yeah. It's a nice...
1: Li- like, you made it a home. Well, it's see. cozy, right? Yeah, very much People so.
0: listening, you can't see this, but Bernadette is all <laughs> snugged up on the couch beside us. It is a cozy little place. You had like six types of tea on offer. Yeah. We can we try another one after if you want. Okay, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, that's my... Proof of I agree with you about living space.
1: Okay, good. But I don't want, yeah, I don't, not like, people have to be like villagers. Like, trade is nice. It's nice to have f- foods from other parts of the world.
0: Yeah. Right. Um, but it's more of like an understandable barter system, right? Like... Yeah, not, I don't think it has to be like a great,
1: like, I'll give you acquired. this black
0: sweater for this <laughs> sack of cardamom. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, but you have to be able to you have to use all the sweater, you have to use all the cardamom, you can't save it up. Right. You can't use it to invest.
0: Yeah. Should I um We really got in your world around twenty minutes in. Okay. Should I delete some of the early stuff talking about the comedy?
1: Maybe. I don't know. Should Is I delete this,
0: this part now? No, not no. this part. I like no, I like keeping it real. Okay. I like keeping it natural. Yeah, you don't add stuff stuff out? Stuff out? Hmm. you don't edit you don't cut stuff out, not really unless someone asked me to oh, okay, no, I
1: don't have to, okay,
0: okay, you still have more, yeah, this is a long ride share. <laughs> you you don't retain facts, oh, okay, are you into like a sort of taoist thing <laughs> um do you like that stuff I don't you know, liked... I'm not
1: familiar I, oh
0: really I know more familiar with like
1: maybe Greeks, not so much the Eastern stuff, oh really, yeah,
0: okay, more stoic, maybe yeah. Marcus Aurelius? Yeah. Okay.
1: I was thinking that he didn't have to... Anyway, it's just a joke about the, I the singing in the car.
0: I can't fully... Right. Yeah. Oh, right. I, yeah. I can't fully, like, read meditations because I'm like, yeah, but I'm not a ruler of all these people. Oh, right. <laughs> no. But I still like it. I still like what I have read. Yeah. It's beautiful. I think it's... Yeah. Yeah. I think the... Uh... Okay. I'll give it another shot. Try to
1: do it even try to do it in your present state in your present
0: so do you i most of the people I talk to then don 't really like plato 's republic because it's um just impossible uh-huh. and you know fascist right, but do you sort of see a different positivity about it since this is since you sort of now that now that I, I can see the similarities actually?
1: Probably, I mean, we. Ha- I don't know how the. I'm not. I don't I don't know how what a good government structure is. Yeah, my grandmother used to say that the best form of government is a good king. Whoa, <laughs>
0: is that true? Yeah, that's so funny.
1: I mean, it's pretty simplistic. Yeah, and how do you find a good king? I mean, that's the whole issue of the republic, so, right? You know, but uh,
0: right. Plato wanted to be the king, or so- Socrates Socrates, right? To. Yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> Is that what it sounds? That's probably, it's
1: compelling. It's compelling.
0: I don't know. You think that people know what's that's Well, you that. don't even want to re- retain knowledge. You just want to be. Yeah. Is what you're saying. And that's very Taoist. They, they think like the constant quest for knowledge is absurd because basically, um, where are you going with that? Really? It doesn't end. Hmm. So just be, just enjoy, you're, you're not being in the moment when you're doing that. You're actually missing out on life when you're clamoring to eat all this knowledge, which I think is well, oddly enough not to do it, bring it back again, unfortunately. But the internet does that to us. Oh yeah. So, well, always being notified and like there's something
1: to to check. Yeah. And you're constantly you're constantly having to respond to other people's thoughts.
0: Yeah, Kathleen and I both agreed. We came up with this like about two years ago, because <clears throat> you know we always settle down in front of music or uh, movie on or TV or something. And have a drink or whatever, like when it's just us. But, you know, a while ago, we, we were on the porch in warmer weather, mm-hmm. having a nice gin and soda. And there's a beautiful tree across the street that when it's all bloomed and everything, like full of leaves, it's like beautiful. And we were talking about so much interesting stuff. And we realized, like, you know what? constant input is like obviously not what makes you more clever or knowledgeable it's sitting and studying something like real like a tree that really makes your brain create uh, ideas and formulate ideas
1: yeah I mean you, you don't you do you ever take a take a like the effort to put away your electronics, like to go for a walk or to wake up and yeah. like not look at something.
0: Yeah, well, waking up, I go and check my shit right away. I know, me too. But I, but I do consciously, like I go to the gym now, I go for long walks to get a croissant somewhere far away. <laughs> 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 something like that. But yeah, no, I... But, but here's the thing that is really happening is when you make that conscious decision to like, I got to get out of here and be... Um, you know, no earphones. Just hear the sky, hear the noises, whatever. Once you come up with that conclusion, how long does it take you to actually leave the crap and go do that? Like hours will still disappear while before I make before I actually go. It's really bad. Yeah, I wonder about
1: like how much more productive I would be, or we all. Would, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't. I, you know, I I remember I remember writing jokes. I remember sitting down writing jokes. You know, I don't do that anymore. I don't have the mental,
0: I don't have the focus, the ability to do that anymore. Yeah, I know. I've been talking with Kathleen about that again. A huge shout out to her to consistently, (laughs) I guess. But uh, what do you live
1: together? What do you marry? Yeah, she
0: is around a lot, you know. But uh, yeah, I was telling her. To come up with really good, tasty jokes again, I have to go back outside with my notebook. Yeah. And you put, you, 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 like you
1: only you get satisfied when you have something that can fit into a tweet or an update, status update.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You're throwing away ideas. You're throwing away half-conceived ideas.
0: I do that a lot. I do that all the time. And I think about that, too. And uh, I still, like I said, I'm still addicted to the idea of, yeah, but this is promoting me now.
1: I think that you... I think the idea is to get to a point where you don't need this. You're above it. You're bigger than
0: it. I would love that. All you yeah. need is one all you need is one good tweet and you're there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is like that weird quest for knowledge in a weird way. In the sense, it's a quest for this completion that never happens. This right. It's like final... But that's what you're... It's, I guess it is like Stoic philosophy is sort of like Taoist in that way. It's like... Telling you the importance of being in the moment, and that's what waiting is about as well. Our whole, is what that's what waiting is like. This powerlessness,
1: this powerlessness yeah. is like not having to think about your future, but accepting what is.
0: So, do you like natural disasters in a way? In, um, in a way, in <laughs> like, a way, I mean, <laughs> as in not the, not to the degree where they kill you, but where they're affected, they affect um oh yeah totally like when there was a how huge... everything runs yeah remember
1: this like the huge blackout i don't know when it was 2003 yeah that was a super fun night yeah just hanging around with my buddies walking down the street
0: and it was so surprised like literally surprising how kind everybody else was on the street too right that's you true. think because like according to movies <laughs> it was supposed to be like guys with mohawks trash right. at a convenience store <laughs> <laughs> like that was not
1: happening right yeah it was glorious it was like it's like uh, I think there's a Simpsons episode like that where all of a sudden all the kids come out and the TV's turned off and
0: they're like wiping their eyes and
1: yeah oh my god those Harvard
0: guys they really dig take digs at us <laughs> eh <laughs> that's what I think now. when I watch the Simpsons I'm always like oh my god <laughs> these geniuses are just ripping on us it's plebs no they're, they're waking you they're waking you to consciousness yeah simpsons super funny people always complain about the later ones but even when i check it out there's still some good jokes just take it easy
1: i haven't seen it in years (laughs) so
0: yeah um okay so we're pretty good what do you think any more maybe one more uh oh yeah
1: when barista or bartender friends ask you (laughs) if you'd like a drink they make it clear as to whether they're offering it complimentarily right so this is a
0: specific thing that happened to you? Constantly. Really? Yeah. They're How like, many barista w- friends do you have? I have? Tons. I know lots. <laughs> yeah? And yeah. they're like, hey, David, do you want a drink? And you're like, yeah. And then they're like,
1: three bucks. No, they're like, e-, "They're like, do you want a drink? And I just say no. Right. Because I don't want to have to test their friendship or their goodwill. And I don't want to spend, you know, three. Why
0: don't you just go for free? Like, I don't want to be presumptuous.
1: I don't want to be presumptuous. I don't want to seem like I'm only going to get a coffee
0: if it's for free. <laughs> for free? <laughs> like, if you do that... Um. Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. Very specific. That's kind of the.
1: That's the. That's rule number. That's the one of the top ones. That's one of the top two.
0: Yeah. So if all the, you couldn't have all the other stuff, You'd <laughs> for just all want... my barista friends out there, <laughs> <laughs> the world is exactly the same. But just tell me if you're going to give it to me for free or not. <laughs> that's funny. That's nice. Any other ones? We're yeah. getting close to
1: uh, childhood sporting triumph retains the meaningfulness held for you at time of triumph.
0: Wait, sorry, say that again.
1: Childhood sporting triumph or triumphs? You're right. Retain the meaningfulness held for you at time of triumph.
0: Weird because that is a contradiction to just being in the moment for me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see what I mean? Like putting yeah. so much onus on like a certain celebration feeling, right? Maybe not.
1: So you would think that there would be no memory, you'd have no past, that that
0: being in the moment. Or why would you put so much weight on like one thing all of a sudden? Like what would that triumph be in a world where you don't retain knowledge and you're just being in the moment? Well, Like what kind of goal would you have in this sailboat world with the leader allowing you to play for a day? (laughs) You'd feel competent. You'd feel
1: as if you were sort of like you were able in the world that you were a body, a person capable of, of achieving greatness. And you'd keep that with you, that spirit.
0: Wow. So it's not just like a... Sort of like superficial celebration moment. Oh no! For something like whatever, it's like you've constantly got the heart of a champion.
1: Yeah, totally. It's like that (laughs) (laughs) exhaustion.
0: It's like that exhaustion,
1: like that feeling of like having totally spent. Yeah. And like having given it all, and feeling like you you could not have given any more, and you were
0: you're in true triumphant. Wow That's amazing That would make sailing A lot more epic <laughs> You wouldn't need any wind You know yes. <laughs> Yeah You're just like Your boat is moving forward <laughs> By your heaving chest Yeah Of pride <laughs> You're blowing you're, you're blowing the sail yourself <laughs> Weird Can't look in a mirror But you feel great <laughs> I like it Is there anything else? Is that it? I
1: think those are the big ones
0: Let's try and wrap it up then Because okay. we did paint quite a picture oh, Um yeah. Yeah, so we're in a world where you don't have any choice, you don't have any quest for knowledge because you can't retain it anyways, who cares? But you're constantly yeah. filled with like a giant uh, feeling of success and sort of like a pride, right? Mm-hmm. And um, ex-girlfriends <laughs> don't... Or uh, boyfriends. Or boyfriends, yeah, right, because I was... Yeah, ex-girlfriends or boyfriends, ex-lovers don't match up with anyone ever again. Totally. But they've enjoyed their time with you and they feel good. And they're happy now with themselves on their own. Right. Yeah. Because they're they're sailing all the time. Sure. Yeah. Or playing the saxophone. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And then so, okay. Also, no mirrors. No mirrors. No technology. So no vanity. Yeah. Except for the pride. The constant feeling of pride for being alive. Like their self-love. Like there's other, yeah but there's not that's not vanity right yeah so it's just like i like who i am you're confident you're relaxed yeah, it doesn't matter about the others or yourself well <laughs> um you're kind of like a squirrel that climbed to the top of a tree looking out you're like cool right yeah you like don't care where the other squirrels are maybe you don't care what the, you're not comparing yourself to the heights of the other squirrels yeah I'm, yeah, I wonder if squirrels do do that. They're like, oh, look at this asshole. <laughs> Am I missing anything? Um, population 50 style. Yep. Everyone's got their own house, lots of space. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you can have it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So basically it's like our grandparents' generation population. Yeah. But... Instead of creating the baby boomers, they pull out and <laughs> or wear condoms. Yeah,
1: they maintain stasis, yeah. yeah. So there's, there's a two-child policy in effect.
0: Yeah, because they, w- they did go
1: nuts, yeah. <laughs> they expected nice things, you know, happy times.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's nice of you to say. It's true. No generation thinks that they're going to be, like, <laughs> the destroyers of the planet. Like, Really? I don't Didn't
1: know. Didn't the Soviets think that? Didn't they think that, like... In like three generations' time, then then little things will be okay. But we have to sacrifice for today. Did they? I don't isn't know. Isn't that why they were like? Isn't wasn't that their whole thing? Like you can sacrifice people in the present for the future utopia.
0: Oh my god! Really? I have no idea. <laughs> that's so scary.
1: I think that's how all of these genocides happen.
0: Right. Yeah. I just got sad. Um, So, you know, you never hear about... So, I think that's like, you know, we weirdly got on that tangent about, like, people owning celebrities' deaths and stuff. Uh Another thing that's weird like that, that the human race does, is we champion the main figures of, like, history. Like, say, like, we like learning about Stalin. But we don't learn ever once about any of the individuals that were like destroyed by him.
1: Really? Don't you want to know about? You want to know about like the peasant, like one of the peasants, <laughs> just one. <laughs> Give us one. This was the most well, like, middling peasant of them all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: Joe. He always came. Wait, oh, I guess that's the same name as Stalin. <laughs> yes. Mark.
1: He always came forth.
0: <laughs> Russian Mark. But it's true. Like, I feel bad for that. Like, I always think, because I really think the French Revolution was crazy. Mm -hmm. Obviously. So does everybody, I guess. But I like it for some reason. I like learning about it. Mm -hmm. And, like, but we never learn about, like, but if you just think of that time, there were two people, like, kissing when people were being beheaded. But they weren't not where they were being beheaded. But they were kissing somewhere around the corner.
1: But they do have exhibits in museums where they have like, this is the buttons they wore on their dresses at that time. And like, yeah. this is their cutlery.
0: Yeah, I guess you're right. So we can go learn about their buttons. That stuff, oops. Oh, is that me or you? That's
1: my social media. No, it's an actual email. Oops. Sorry.
0: Read it on the podcast. Really? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> we're <laughs> we're past an hour now i think it's okay we're you done read emails i don't know maybe it's
1: my mom or something <clears throat> i think so
0: hi david good luck
1: <laughs> this is how slow my phone is one other rule no restaurant specials no specials at restaurants
0: oh you still had some more yeah, okay that's the last one. so we wrapped it up and then no restaurant specials
1: yes. okay little depresses me so much as when someone has to memorize the ingredients of a whole dish for like a night
0: Oh the waiter.
1: Yeah, it kind of I find I, can... I find it so demeaning.
0: You're right. It is funny, eh? And you're like, "What's in that again?" and they're like, "Look, they're doing that thing where their eyes look into their brain." Like uh psh, mushrooms field, field grown right. mushrooms like yeah, they can't just say the vegetable or fruit or the food either. They have to say, like, a jazz to it.
1: And I was going to interrupt them and be like, I'm not interested, but you want to let them get the spiel out, you know, because they put time into learning that. these yeah.
0: stupid facts. that don't mean anything. Also, cutting them off mid, like, performance, <laughs> per se, like, screws them up. Like, they don't know how to talk to you for a second. Right. Or, they're like, ugh. Uh,
1: uh. What's the least disrespectful way of going about it that moment? Yeah.
0: Sometimes my dad is jokey with wait- waitresses, and then... Uh, he totally knocks them off their game and they're like, they stutter for a sec. Really? You know what I'm talking about? No. Because you have a spiel when you go to the table. And if you get knocked off that pre-recording, oh. you're like zip, zip, zip.
1: Interesting. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense.
0: So, yeah, you're polite and you let them do the whole thing, but you'd rather them not. <laughs> Don't eat it. Don't eat it. Okay. Well, I think we wrapped up. This was a very fun one. I had so
1: much fun. This yeah. was a real pleasure.
0: It was some interesting ideas. Good things to think about. You had fun. Thank,
1: thank you, Chris. Yeah, this is a lovely afternoon.
0: Okay, well, thank you, and have a pleasant journey to no, America. I might see you there around in the south. Yeah, I'm going to be in California All right. in
1: March. I'll see you maybe.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, thanks. All right, thanks, Chris. Bye. Bye. Okay, and there we go. That was it. That was episode 26 of Utopia to Me with David Hetty. David, thanks so much again uh, for coming on. It was a good day. Good uh good cup of green tea with you good chat and uh guys if you if you liked what you heard uh follow david at david heady he's moving to new york indefinitely so if you're in new york go watch him uh uh do his thing around town and support and otherwise i'm just gonna keep it short right now because i'm tired and i want to make an omelet and also guess what i have sausages to go with it you know what i mean so I'm going to wrap this up. I'm going to go cook, and then I'm going to go eat. But keep following at Utopia to me, or tell people about it on Twitter. Follow me at ChrisLockFun. Find out more about what I'm doing, uh, I guess, if you're into that kind of weird thing, uh, following other people's activities. You know what? But also do your own activities, please. And uh, you guys are great. Thank you so much for listening, and we will be back again with a very awesome episode 27. Bye. Thank you. Oh, 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 oh Oh, oh,